When a former sports center anchor, a Hall of Fame sports writer, and a legendary coach get together, you never know who will end up under the bus. Welcome in and join us for the first regular season NFL Perfect. edition of Under the Bus. I'm Bob Stevens, formerly of ESPN. Curry Kirkpatrick, formerly of Sports Illustrated. Rich Basirico, formerly... What? No place. Formerly, he's a Hall of Fame coach. And formerly of New York City, so you're going to get a lot of that. And especially <laughs> in this sure. show, <laughs> because you're going to go under the bus oh. a lot for the way your team's played. Let, let, All of them. Yeah. All of them. We'll All start them. with New York and the Monday night football game. And, and the Sunday night football game. And the Sunday night football game. Yeah, they had them on Sunday night and Monday disaster. night, didn't they? And, a, and they were both disasters in a sense for the New York teams, although one of them won. How's that well, happen? Well, the latest tragedy in New York, I, you know, I don't want to yeah. bring, but it was on 9-11. And oh, I don't yeah. want to, yeah. Sure. And, uh, uh, you know, I don't think there's been more, such mourning since then as, as, as this week. You know, yeah, it's could not, be. Yeah, it's not yeah, that yeah, funny, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, but um, I want to throw, throw the NFL under the bus because right. I want to bring up the last play of the Jets game, which is nobody talking about. The punt this return. is the only podcast where you'll see this first before we talk about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, exactly. Well, the punt yeah, return for, sure. for a touchdown, yeah. just offhand, the yeah. official in the booth, in the ESPN booth, said, said, you know, there was a, a tripping on the play that was not called. I thought the NFL reviewed every scoring play. They did not review that play, but ESPN played it on replay, and it was so obvious there was a tripping around the 25-yard line, which means that the play should have been called back and the Jets get the ball in the 25. Well, a half hour after the, the game, uh, Scott Van Pell, ESPN mm -hmm. resident idiot, he says, he's going over the plane, he says, you know, there was a tripping not called, but they would have kicked the field goal anyway. That's ridiculous. Right, How can you that. say that? Right. You don't know. So that's my, You've that's already, my you're beat. You're throwing, throwing the NFL, NFL under the bus. Right there. That's right. You know, they're, they're going to redo that play at the end of the Olympic basketball game from, what, 72? They've been doing to, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to yeah, be yeah, about yeah, the exactly. same thing. That was, I mean, when that guy broke free, that was cut and dry. There yeah, wasn't going to yeah. be a clip. There wasn't going to yeah. be but anything official, get called. When you look at the replay, the official was looking right at it. Oh, yeah. He's looking right at it. Yeah. It's amazing they don't make those calls. Well, and, but, 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 but the NFL is supposed to review <laughs> every scoring play. They didn't review it. But the officials are supposed the to do their job, the too. The They're supposed to do the their job, and they don't – They at the end of a game in any sport, they don't want to make the – the, the call. Play. They the don't want to make the call. They don't want them. But to make it's done all the time. In the I, NFL, I, it's done all the time. Do it last Basketball night. also. But was make the, the call if you well, see it. The, make the call. The Texas Alabama game was that wasn't that the game uh, Saturday night where play in the end zone at the end and it could have called. Yeah, and they decided not to. They're not going to call. They're not going to call. They're standing right there. Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Give me your give me your take. I mean, it's so sad. Well, it is very sad. I mean, he had a great. Your green isn't even the right green. I'm sorry, today. but I'm not a, well, I'm not no, a Jet because, fan. I'm well, a Giant but, fan. But, but that's and I'm a Giant Bills fan. fan. I should be wearing black. <laughs> I should be wearing black today. But, and I'm a Bills fan, so well, I should be wearing black. But but the Aaron Rodgers thing was so sad. It's, well, the hard knocks time. thing, I really started to like him a lot. Yeah. I didn't wasn't yeah. a big fan, Everybody but did. after watching Hard Knocks. He's a super teammate, which I love. Well, he rejuvenated his oh, whole image in Hard Knocks. It was exactly, the Aaron Rodgers show. Exactly. Which and is the, great. And the players, He's still his, Phil Mickelson. Teammates, his teammates but I'll make love that point. him. His teammates <laughs> love him. Yeah. They really love him. One, one of the guys uh, in one of the Hard Knocks says, yeah. that boy is cold. I mean, that was a compliment to Rodgers of what kind of guy he is and how he looks after his teammates. And he's helping 
Zach, Zach Wilson, Wilson, without a doubt, and it uh, looked and it looked that way the it, other night. With, with, Zach sure, Wilson in the second sure. half played really well, so better than he's played forever. Yeah. Even in, without Rodgers in in the house that's at that right. point, he wasn't. And, and so I, that's why I would I think that's their their best option. I mean, they said it's Zach Wilson's team, which is right. what you say. You know, while you're looking at the waiver wire to see who are, who can be traded for and all of that, but well, and, and and not only does he know the system, he's better now than than the yes. Zach Wilson they all think, oh, you know, that, 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 that they had. But so. how sad is it? Like oh. Curry, you said four plays and he's he's out for, he's the, out year, for the, the year. year. And and now, you know, what does he do now? Does he retire? Does he stay with the Jets and try to come back next year? Who knows? He's 36 he years old. I hope he stays. And you know. Everybody going into the season yeah. brought up his age. Sure. And 36-year-old knees and that. ankles. And I think he's older than I that. think he's like 38 I or older. Oh, that's yeah, right. Djokovic is 36. <laughs> you're thinking of football. Rodgers is 39. Rodgers is 39. He'll be 40 this season. But 40-year-old ankles and knees and Achilles are not the same as 25-year-old Achilles. You can speak to that by on self-examination, right? Yeah, That exactly. your 40-year-old exactly. knees and well, ankles weren't what they were at 25, right? I'm a little older than that, but I'll <laughs> no, tell but you. when you were 40, exactly. you, could, you could also. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, and I just, uh, it's so sad because he's gone, he's rejuvenated his image. You know, he went to every play in New York, went to hockey games, went to all this thing, and he comes out, and now he's got four plays and he's gone. It's it's really sad. I want to throw somebody else under the bus, though, while we're, we're talking oh, yeah. about this. And that's my it. quarterback, Josh Allen. Yeah. I mean, that was a gimme game, game. after yeah. Rodgers yeah. goes out. That game is a Absolutely. gimme. He throws three interceptions and fumbles the ball away trying to do all this stuff. He's the most He's the biggest gunslinger in the NFL, and he makes so many errors, so many turnovers. Curry, I think his play, even last year, they were so high on him. I thought last year he didn't play to the best of his ability, and he's starting this year off not playing very well. He, he's, a, he's got all the talent in the oh world, yeah. but I, I just I don't get it. He's got good receivers, got a good offensive line. His backs are decent, you know, yeah. but he should be getting more out of what he did. Well, his talent is, is over the top. Yeah. Uh, but his attitude out, always seems to be, I've got to get a touchdown on this play. Yeah. I've got to get a touchdown on this right. play. I, on every, every play, play every he play. plays like that, and he wants bad stuff play. is, you know, yeah. Woody and Bo used to say, <laughs> bad things can happen when you try to That's do right. too much. And, right. uh, <laughs> Somebody pointed out that since Brian Dayball left as his yeah. offensive coordinator uh, with the Bills, Dayball went to be the coach of the Giants, that, that Josh Allen has just receded. Yeah. He's, since that time, he's thrown 20 picks and seven fumble turnovers. He's got 88 turnovers, the most in the NFL since he got, since he got in the league. Uh, and he misses Debo, yeah. I think. Yeah, the Giants miss Debo too after 40 to nothing. They miss him too. <laughs> well, 40 to nothing. Speaking of the Giants, you hear Debo after yeah, the game. Yeah, he took he said, ownership. He said, he, took he said, well, he said we played balls out. He said we played balls out. I'd hate to see the Giants if they played balls in. I mean, they got to be 40 to nothing. 40 zip. I stopped watching after. The, I was texting with my friends, and I had to stop. They said, hey, it's only the first quarter. I said, that's the problem. It's yeah. still, it's the first quarter. We get yeah, our play three cut, more quarters. You know? I couldn't watch anymore. I, I was getting sick. I really well, was getting sick. Well, and your boy sick. Danny Dimes, whatever they call him. He's a Duke guy, right? right. He's a Duke guy. Yes. That's the worst beating a Duke guy has taken. Since UNC since, retired Shashevsky, <laughs> uh, you know I'm a UNC guy. I, I know twice. That. I we retired him. We retired him twice. 
That's the worst right. beating since your chefs. Duke beating, so I love that. The Giants were awful in every aspect of the, of the game. I think they were probably colorblinded by the Cowboys. What was, what was What's with the, the bluish pants? The Cowboys wear silver. Right. <laughs> You're going colors? You're going colors but, but, now? But, but it was I tell you what, I'm, I'm adjusting my set saying, what is with it? Because it's... It's not only the wrong color, it's a bad wrong color. I mean, you know, they could have well, worn... You know what? It, it, it worked for them, so guess what? They will wear them again. I, oh, Jerry Jones Jerry will have Jones. them wear them well, every game. I have, a, I have a Texas friend who said, I, when I questioned him, he right. says, what's with the pants? He says, oh, it's probably something Jerry's doing, to, a new, a new spinoff right. where he can sell more stuff. There you uh, go. Probably well, you're going to blame... But the Giants now, okay, they beat, they beat, got beat 40 to zip. Right. What was their last game, Rich? Last year, they got their thirty-eight done. to seven by the right. Eagles. Right. So it's seventy-eight, what seven <laughs> in their last two about, games? You were just talking about seven the head coach being games. such a good coach with your man. <laughs> who do they play? Who, who, who do they play yeah. next? They who play do? at Arizona, which they Ooh. should win. Then they have to play San Francisco. So if they don't beat Arizona, they're going to be zero and three. Are they going to stay out there for the week? Uh, they better do which is probably, If they, they lose to Arizona, they, they darn well they better will, stay they out there for the week. If they come home, they won't survive. It, it, it's, it was sad. I've been waiting six months for this game to happen, <laughs> and I shut it off after the first quarter. It was Arizona that was supposed game. to be that bad, and Correct. they actually played they, that's right. balls they out. And they won and, the game. And, they won uh, their game. No, no they, they lost to the Commanders. But, but they uh, were in the game. But they were in they the game. They were, they, were, the they, were, they were there. This what? is really the only game that really was a total blowout. Right? Yeah, it was the it was the worst by far. There was well, nothing you write, even write about. And no. talk about that fantasy football real quick. Yeah. I lose by oh, four no. points no, 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 because no, no. my kicker from the Giants gets not gets, gets a minus zero. two. Gets a minus two. A minus block, two because right. he had a black right. kick. So, I want to go I'm releasing him today. The the oh, funny. Wow. Can we leave fantasy football for a second and get back to reality? Get back to reality. The funniest thing that happened, I thought, was you know Seattle. Uh, got their mm -hmm. asses kicked by the Rams, but the funniest thing that I, there was this great soundbite of Geno Smith who yes. got destroyed all the whole game. There's a soundbite that, sh that shows him as as uh, the Rams pass rush is coming after him. He yells out, "Oh my God!" Because he sees Aaron. <laughs> What's Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald coming in? Yeah, Aaron, yeah. He, but they've got him saying, "Oh my God." It was hysterical. Which is probably what any of the rest of us would have said. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> it wasn't, I'm sure it was wasn't worse than that. I'm surprised it wasn't worse than no, yeah, that. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll end this segment on a quick fantasy note, though. We'll finish, finish it with that, and oh then we'll my be done. God. The Atlanta say, coach. Oh, no, no, no. my God. Atlanta's coach, yeah. uh, Smith. Uh, yes. They ask him at the end of the game, well, why Drake London who is a star he's for also, his team he's also my and team. on your fantasy. But, but he is a, an NFL star. Never, Never got, got the ball. The ball. Yeah, well. and, he's, and, and they asked him, well, why didn't he right. get any touches? Why didn't he even get targeted? And, and he says, I'll let the fantasy guys worry about that. <laughs> did he say that really? Yes, he did. Oh, I love so it. see, fantasy it. football, yeah, it's yeah. coming after you, buddy. I, I mean, it's going to get should you. be fired right away for that comment. <laughs> but how do you not the best receiver? He won. I know he won, but how do you not get a touch? How do you not get a touch? It's oh, sad. boy. I, I hope we got time to talk about the Browns and the Steelers coming up this week. Uh, but we'll have to do that <laughs> at the end of the show. Dion is the topic when we come back on Under the Bus. Hey there. Justin Jarrett here from the Producers Chair. I'm the founder of Loco Media LLC and publisher of LocoSports.com. And I would love to feature your business product or organization on this show 
and across our network of multimedia platforms. We have packages starting as low as $50 per month. Email me at locosports at gmail.com, L-O-W-C-O sports at gmail.com to get started and go loco. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Under the Bus. Bob Stevens along with Rich Basirico and Curry Kirkpatrick. This is kind of Curry segment because you were the, yeah, well, you, <laughs> it, folks, go online and Google his profile of Deion Sanders written at Sports Illustrated in 1989. Yeah. You want to know who we're watching now? Yeah. We're watching that guy. I mean, you nailed him. Same and, guy. and he's still the same guy. And I give credit to you for nailing him. And, and I give credit to Deion. He hadn't changed. No, he's still the same guy. Tell well, us about well, Deion well, Sanders. Well, my, you know, I would put out this, that Deion Sanders is, has been the, the, uh, the face of American sports in September. I mean, he's been yeah. the biggest story. Yeah. You know, they win the first game, they win the second game, now they're going to play their rival, Colorado State. Both ESPN and Fox pregame shows are going to be in Boulder mm -hmm. this week. That's how big this guy has yeah. gotten. But he's always been this way. You know, he, I did this story when, his, when he came to the Falcons. He was playing for the Yankees. He's the only guy ever playing in the World Series and the Super Bowl. He's been prime time since high school. I pointed out in the story, uh, you know, he, he made, he was a great baseball player in high school. He was a quarterback in high school. And, of course, they turned him into a cornerback and became the greatest cornerback in history. But in high school, he also played basketball. He put 30 on somebody one, one, one game. And the other team said, started to say, this guy is prime time. This was in high school. And his teammates started chanting, prime time, prime time. So that's when During he got his, his basketball game, that's where he got his name. During a basketball game. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but they played his pregame speech, the first game, which mm -hmm. was against TCU. They played his pregame speech, and he, he would say to his team, it's about us. It's not about the media, it's about us. It's not about the opponent, it's about us. It's not about the fans, it's about us. Then he said, the guy next to you is a hero. He's talking to his team. The guy next to you is a hero. The guy next to you is a dog. He went on and on. He got louder and louder, this pregame thing. It was like it was like a combination of Billy Graham and Little Richard. I mean, this guy, I mean, this guy wanted his his motivation. Now he he he's played two games, one in which he was a big underdog right. and one in which he was a favorite. Yeah. And he does motivation for both games. As a coach, I want to ask you. Sure. How did you motivate guys when they were underdogs and then when they were favorites? Was it different? Absolutely, without, yeah. a, without a doubt. When you're the underdog, you got to convince your players that we can beat this team. And you, we used to say, upsets happen every week. Every week there's upsets. You gotta, when kids don't think they can win, you're not winning. I can tell you that right now. And his big thing is I believe. You know, one of the things we used to tell our players, there's three things that have to happen for us to win. you got to believe in yourself. you got to believe in each other. And you got to believe in the coaching staff. If one of those three things are missing, you're not doing very well. And his players believe in him, and he believes he's going to kick anybody. They're going to beat anybody on their schedule. They might not. I mean, they're probably not, but he believes it, and his players believe it. Now, how did you motivate people when you were favorite? When you're a big fair, you're playing a dog team, you know you're going to win. Right. What did you tell your guys? Well, you, you don't want to play down to their level. you got to play. To, you got to bring our A game every time. We're not playing down to their level. Their upsets, like I just mentioned, happens every day. They're going to come in here. They want to beat you guys. you got to come to play to the best of your ability. That's, that's our job, every day to come play in practice. Games are won in practice. you got to play to the best of your ability, regardless of who you're playing. We're not playing down to their level. And when we play down to their level, that's when you jump them. That's when you get in their face and get on them about that. 
you have to look no further to see the other side of all of that than, than Nebraska, the team they beat this last week, who have a new coach, right. a successful coach, Correct. a well-thought-of coach Matt in Matt Rule, who's got some play. I got I got to have some talent. Right. I mean, they're, they're well, they should have beaten Minnesota the first game. Should have beaten Minnesota. On the road at Minnesota. And, and they hung with Colorado for a half, pretty much hung yes. with them. But then it just then it, then they started playing like they've been playing the last few years. They didn't. You could tell early in the second half. Nebraska doesn't think they can win this. Right. They they think they're going to get rolled, and they did. And and it, it's a, just a, an interesting contrast. And I've we've seen it feels like we've seen more of that this year than in past years, where where a coach getting his team in the right spot. Mentally seems well, to work. Texas, Oklahoma. The, the Texas, Texas would usually be a roll over a die team, right? Even after playing somebody good for a half, well, and, and they they and co- actually decided they could be. Coaches Alabama have to under, now football. They have so many players, yeah. you know. But coaches have to get into each kid's head and make them play to the best of it. I get, my job is to find out what makes you play to the best of your ability, and Dion has done that. His players, you can tell. Well, believe in him. Are they going to win a lot of games, or is the talent? I mean, is the fact that I think people still have questions. I do. Are they really this good? Well, his son, but his son, his son has played out. He's got a son playing quarterback, and the kid is already a Heisman candidate. I mean, he's thrown for what eight hundred yards the first two games, something like that. Nine hundred, yeah, yeah. And and his other son plays defense. His other son is Shiloh. And his son, the quarterback, is what's his name, Shadir? Yes, Shadir. Something, but like that. W- yeah. whatever, what, yeah. something like yeah. that. Um, but you know, Mr. Dion, Sanders. I want to point out, Dion has been an American icon for like 40 years. Yeah. I mean, he was this great high school player, he's a great college player. Uh, he's the best cornerback in history. He played, as I said, he played in the World Series. And if he goes on to be a great coach, if he, you know, and he did it at Jackson State, right. he's now doing it at Colorado. Rich, if he goes on to be a great coach, has he not had maybe the best sports career of anyone in history? I mean, multi-sports? Who else has done this? I mean, Jerry West was a player and executive. Uh, Mike Ditka uh, was a a player and a coach. Mm -hmm. This guy has been a player in several different sports, and now he's a coach. If he start, if, if in 10 years from now, we say this guy is a great coach. Has he had the greatest history of any yeah, American Tom, sports Tom will tell. I still think it's too early. I mean, I know he's beaten two opponents. I yeah, still, he's won two I, games. Yeah, I, I still two. think it's, it's just quite two. early. But it's, it's, just it's amazing how, they, how well they have played. And if you can continue. He's, a, you know, in, in college sports, you've got to be a recruiter. He's a great well, recruiter. Well, they're going to yeah, get yeah. anybody yeah, now. Yeah, now. He's letting this guy play two ways. Right. And what's right. the guy that's played uh, 250 yeah, plays? Yeah, Hunter. Yeah, I think right. everyone's that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, playing both ways. And, and he got him from Florida State, right. which was his alma mater. He stole him, got him at Jackson. Now he's at Colorado. Uh, and there's, but there's so celebrity surrounds Dion. All these stars are coming to the games, being on the sidelines. He had a funny line he said the other day, if we keep, if we, you know, I've got so many celebrities on the sideline. By the time we play Southern Cal, you know, the sideline is going to look like the BET Awards. Like, I mean, he's, Who's, what sideline is Snoop like going to be on? I mean, he's yeah. Snoop Dogg uh, yes. to me is the, the the Southern Cal fan. Is he going to feel alone when they play? When they play, but, but they got they got to play Southern Cal and Oregon both in the next three or four weeks. Right. And at the end of we'll September, see. yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see, see. Yeah, yeah. if they. And I'm curious to see how it all turns out if he doesn't – what happens when they lose? I mean, they're going to. Well, but yeah. Everybody his does. Team, his team 
forget all the flesh. Yeah. His team looks so well coached. Well, He's do. hired a bunch of guys mm -hmm. who are, have NFL experience as his assistants. And nobody talks about that. But this team, if you watch them, the first two games, and I have, mm -hmm. they look so well coached. Well. They don't make errors. Yeah. Yeah. They're, you know, it, 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 you can see this. You can see a well coached team. But his coaching staff is, is as you mentioned, is so important. You, yeah. When you surround yourself by good people, you're going to shine. You're going to shine. And you have to have, obviously, you're as good as your players. You have to have good players. Now, he, to give him credit, he has his teams prepared, but his coaching staff is tremendous. Because I don't see him as an X's and O's guy no. on the sideline. He's a CEO. Right. And, and he's, he's got good people, right. obviously, right. working for him. Uh, he's also got a great player that, that never plays. He's got one run. He's got, got the greatest name in the history of sports. His name is Curvassier Smoke. He's got a <laughs> running back named Curvassier Smoke. And the kid is from Alabama. He said he doesn't know why his mother named him Kavasi. <laughs> it's not spelled like, like right. the cognac. Yeah. But uh, and he says, I don't want even want to go by my first name. I want to be called Smoke. So Kavasi Smoke goes by Smoke. It's one of the great names in the history of sports. Does he play? He's played one. He's played. <laughs> he's had one. He's had one run. Dan's got to put this guy in more, don't you think? <laughs> he can say, hey, smoke. Hey, smoke. So we can talk about smoke next time. <laughs> we got it. We got, we're up against it time-wise, which is weird for a podcast, but, but I'm, I'm trying to keep us, keep us tight here. Uh, we do have one other college football, and we're not even talking about Texas and Alabama. We got to talk about, for just a moment, Mel Tucker at Michigan State. Oh. Was Ooh, a big deal, was wow. a rising star, got a $95 million guaranteed 10-year deal. And now he's got problems because he uh, is he has messed around with, apparently, a, a person that he has brought in to teach these guys, right. to teach the kids not to be sexual predators, Correct. and and then the two of them, and oh boy, Michigan State has got a, you know, world of hurt. Uh, I, you guys got to well, take on a it. It's a mess in Michigan State. Yeah. You know, history, they have the, the guy Nassar, the, the right. gymnast coach who apparently uh, sexually assaulted tons mm -hmm. of gymna gymnastic young girls. And now we have Mel Tucker. He says, you know, there's going to be a hearing right. in October, and uh, he said he's going to explain himself then. Of course, the woman says, uh, if he doesn't show up at the hearing, we'll know what's what it's all about. It's it's he'll, a shame. He'll show up. He'll show up. He I mean, he talked about she. Yeah. She agreed and everything was going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah he's yeah he's got a completely other side of the story. Right. The bizarre part of it, I think, and and again, this is this hurts Michigan State as much as anything. They've known about it since last December, Why and they've sat that? on it, and they kind of sat on it, and they were going to sit on it as long as nobody knew about right. it. And Until now it they have in USA Today broke yeah, the story. Yeah. Yeah. And but, now uh, the governor, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, has said, as a survivor of sexual assault, I'm shocked. As a Spartan, she's a Michigan State alum, I am uh, disappointed. And as the governor, I want answers. And my guess is she's going to eventually get them. And uh, well, I hope she I, likes my, the years. My, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not sure there's going to be hearing. I think they're going to settle. I think Mel Tucker's got lawyers. I think yeah. the Michigan State's got lawyers. They don't want they don't want no. this hearing to go on. They don't want it. I'm telling well, you. Well, I, I don't think I the mean, woman thought it was going to blow up like this either. Well, I really don't. I don't. I'm think throwing so. Michigan. No. I'm throwing the whole that. school under the bus yeah. for the way they've handled it. But the way they should have learned from 
previous things have happened. Why do you? Why are we waiting? Let's get it out in the open. Yeah. Let's go and let's yeah. resolve That's, the there's, issue. There's a whole field called crisis management yeah. that apparently is not a major at Michigan State. We're going to be back and talk about something a, a little off of all of this football stuff. We're going to talk about tennis. U.S. Open. Sport. That's right. US Open. We're going to do all of that when we come back under the bus. Can't wait to see who the fellas toss under the bus next week? Be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app or subscribe to Loco Media on YouTube so you never miss an episode. We welcome you back to Under the Bus. Bob Stevens, formerly of ESPN. Curry Kirkpatrick, formerly of Sports Illustrated. Hall of Fame coach Rich Basirico. Uh Now we're going to... I mean, we're just lobbing it up to you, US literally. Open. US, US Open tennis US this past Open. week. Uh, great storylines. Well, yeah, everybody's asking, is it, is it, is it a bigger storyline that Coco Goff won the women's at 19 or that, uh, that uh, Djokovic, the Joker, won at 36, his 24th major? I think he's is separating. He the best, is he the best of all time? Well, <laughs> I'm a Federer guy. I'm a Nadal guy, as is most people. I don't think Joker's made as many friends as those guys did, but um, he's made himself more likable. I think he's separating just just longevity. He's going to outlast Federer, obviously, and Nadal. I don't think Nadal's going to play anymore. Uh, he's got 24 now. He's 36 years old. Uh, I mixed up up with Aaron Rodgers, who's 39. Yeah. But but I think Joker might still be playing at 39. It gives him three more years. He won three of the four majors this year. He looks as strong as anybody. I think he's going to keep going and, and set it and just he might win three or four more majors. Put it way out there. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Uh, now, uh, that was a huge story. Well, um, I will say, I will, I will put yeah. this, this remark in. The final was just mediocre. He's playing Medvedev, who is flat after upsetting Alcaraz in the semifinals. But the biggest thing, the biggest thing to me about the final was our boy Hilton Head's own Stan Smith, who was, <laughs> who was sitting He's at the baseline. The well, yeah. he was sitting okay. with, at the ba back of the, back of the end, end zone with Margie, his wife. Uh -huh. And Medvedev in the final hit an errant shot. It bounced, it bounced late, long over the line, and bounced right into Stan's hands. TV got it, yeah. and he blew the ball. He blew the catch. He blew the catch. He fumbled it, went down in there. The camera kept on him, and he's trying to tell Margie, what did I do? How did I do this? I, how did I do this? He's trying to show her how that. he tried to yeah, catch it and how he yeah. blew it, and they kept it on. It was so funny, but, you know, Stan blew the, blew the, blew the Well, I, I played men's softball with Stan, and he can catch the ball, believe it or not. He can. Well, this was an easy catch, though. Yeah. Well, and he blew it on he, national it's an, an TV. It's an error. I mean, come on. It's an error. Yeah. What can, yeah. you, what can well, you say? And people know now that Stan is not a shoe. He's a real person. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe he yeah. did it for yeah. that. Yeah. Actually, he probably did it because he knew he was going to get 20 more seconds of TV time. <laughs> and, 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 and that's... That's the way Stan rolls. But, uh, but American yeah. men, American, yeah, American men, men came to well. the four. We had four guys in the last 16. And uh, we, uh, the fifth guy, they had a Flukes, fifth guy. Flukes, are they, good, are they that good? Well, I think Ben, ben Shelton okay. is a le left-hander, uh -huh. hitting 140 mile per hour serves. Uh, he got a set off, uh, off of uh, Alcaraz. I think, uh, I think he's a comer. He's only 20 years old. He won the NCAAs at Florida last year. He's a terrific personality. Uh, we have uh, Francis Tiafo, who's supposedly our best guy. Uh, Shelton beat him. Tommy Paul is another guy. And of course, Taylor Fritz, who looks like a movie star. 
but there's a fifth a fifth guy, and I want to shout out my UNCA, uh, my, my UNCA, oh, UNC <laughs> tennis team. His name is Rinky Hijikata. He's an Rinky? Australian. Rinky. What kind of name is he that? He also made the final 16. Rinky Hijikata. I don't know. I don't know. He, he should be, I hope he's not related to smoke. Yes, so, <laughs> hey, I doubt it. <laughs> but, but no, American men really yeah. showed out. Okay. And of course, Coco Goff, yes. an American woman, 19-year-old teenager, uh, is now the face of women's tennis. And it's a great thing. You know, we've been looking forward to her since she was 15. She's right. been, I mean, she's 19 and she talks and acts like she's 29. Right. That's she's, the thing that most I, I, impressed I, right. me more me than too. her game was me just too. her, her demeanor and, and, right. and her poise. I mean, she doesn't yeah. crack. You, know, no. you might beat her, but she's not going to give it to you. But you I was really crack. impressed the way when she spoke after, you yeah. know, how she, she thanked a lot of people. Well, and you want to mention, I, you know, I think the girl she beat in the final, Sabalenka, I think she's the best player, just okay. talent-wise. But she's one of these head cases. I mean, she got the first set in the final of Coco, and then Coco just so mentally took over the right. took over the match. Sabalenka, um, it, as I said, I think she got to what the, the in all four majors she got to the, at least the quarterfinals. The quarters are yeah maybe unlike semis. anybody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know there was a lot of controversy after the ceremony. She went in the locker room and smashed a racket, and they they got film of it. They they and. A lot of people said they shouldn't have even released right. the, released the film. Uh, I want to point out Netflix. A lot of people said Netflix is doing a second series on on the tennis tour, and the way Sabalenka came in there and just yeah, she came up to later. Yeah, forty five well, minutes later. Point out what she said about her coaches. Well, in the Which was interviews just, afterwards, you know, they talked to her first because mm -hmm, she was the runner up. Mm -hmm. And she said something about, instead of thanking our coaches, she said, well, yeah, I think I'm going to have to fire my coaching staff. Like, but everybody well, laughed. Rich. I know, that was I a know funny she line. did it, it was a funny that line. way, but still, come on. <laughs> I mean, coaches can do so much. Yeah. I mean, they're not the ones hitting the ball in the net yeah. or hitting the ball over the end line. You know, there were she, a lot of unforced errors by her, um, which I, I just thought that wasn't. Well, I she's also she's also from Bel Belarus, so right. all, automatically she's a she's a villain. Right. Well, but she's a really neat character, and I like her. And well, the I, thing I at the like end, though, when she went bus. in the locker room, she smashed yeah. her. This is a half hour after the ceremony, yeah, right? More than she's that. smashing her, her racket, but she took the racket out of the bag. There was no emotion. She just banged it on the floor, yeah. then went and put it in the wastebasket. Oh. It was like. McEnroe never, sure, sure. McEnroe never did that. He yeah. never cleaned it all up and put it court. away with McEnroe. He would have <laughs> done it right on the court. Is she still the greatest racket smasher you've ever known? Who, McEnroe? Yeah. Or is there Connors was pretty good. Connors was Connors good. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the kid from Australia, the bad boy from Australia, is, okay. is really good. Okay. Smashing rackets. The, uh, still the greatest smash of all time it has to be. Uh, uh, no, is it no, tennis? No, I go is it tennis? No, baseball. Uh, oh, it's, baseball. Uh, it, uh, we were just talking about Dion. And, oh, the uh, guy goes in the dugout? Uh, not Herschel. Um, the guy goes in the dugout and breaks the dugout up. No, 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 no. That, that, oh, over his knee. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, over his yeah, knee. yeah. Who just, smashed the, the, the... You know, played football, played bat, baseball. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. I'm Jackson. sorry. How can I go blank on it Bo Jackson? Like a twig. For two whole minutes, I still <laughs> wouldn't get it. But the first time he did that, he was right. still thinking just after a strikeout, I just said, whoa. It was like a twig. It was like a twig. Yeah, well, that's still the you best. You see how big, how big his thighs are. Yeah, and it wasn't I'm hard old, for him I, either. Yeah, I saw him in person playing yeah. basketball. Oh and, boy, uh, one of his thighs is bigger than us to, uh, together. Yeah, he's huge. 
How did we get from tennis to BoJack? That's the <laughs> one sport. Well, it's the one sport he didn't play. Yeah. Okay. It's one yeah. sport he didn't play. What I was going to do was I was trying to get to baseball to wrap things up. I was going to throw under the bus the the national media for saying absolutely nothing yet about the 50th home run hit by Matt Olson of the Braves. 50 home runs. Right. If Aaron Judge hit his 50th home run last night, we might not even be talking about That's Aaron Rodgers. Because he's from New York. Because he's from New York. Well, and nobody, but, knows, but, nobody knows him because he was traded for Freddie Freeman, who was an Atlanta hero. Now he's a Los Angeles hero. He's like an American hero, Freddie Freeman. Everybody loves Freddie And this Freddie guy Freeman. was traded for yeah, him, yeah. and nobody, that's why nobody knows but him. But he's not a bad guy. No, he's and, a great and he's, and he's hitting 50 homers on a team. He's leading the team in home runs that's going to break the record right. for home runs. Right. I mean, he's, he's, and a, he's a big And Jr. Dog. is the best player in the team, probably the best player in yeah, baseball. Yeah, so he might he's not also, even be the best player. His teammate is also probably yeah. the best player in baseball. So that's another so reason. So he's, but he's, but he's poor getting Matt, no love. Yeah, poor Matt Olson. <laughs> but he, he, he was in New York. Except on the 1st and the 15th. He's yeah. still getting, he's, he's doing okay then. <laughs> final, final, anyone to throw under the bus? You really uh, haven't done it much at all. I want to, I want to throw a guy over the bus. Throw a guy over another the bus. Another star of the U.S. Open hmm? was Coco Goff's coach, a friend of mine named Brad Gilbert, who's also sure. an ESPN. He went from being an ESPN announcer to being Coco's coach in the same hour. I mean, I think it's a conflict <laughs> of interest, but Brad Gilbert is, is really, really a funny guy. He coached Andre Agassi to mm -hmm. six uh, major titles. He coached Andy Roddick to the U.S. Open title. Now he's coached Coco Goff. To the U.S. Open title. Did Brad ever make to it to the finals uh, himself? He was, he was a pretty good player. He was a really Great good player, player. Yeah. He, but he was a garbage guy. He was okay. a garbage player. He's like the guys that you would go in a gym, play basketball, and you see yeah. him say, oh, I, "I got this guy." Right. And he beat people like that. Okay. Yeah. He he once he went, Brad Gilbert got to number four in the world one year. He played during the McEnroe Connors era, yeah. and I remember one time McEnroe lost to Brad Gilbert, and he said after the match. If I'm losing to this guy, I gotta retire. <laughs> he said that publicly, just embarrassed, insulted Brad Gilbert, wow. and now they're are they they're buddies? on ESPN together. Yeah, well, I, I guess ESPN they're buddies. Together. I don't know, right, but right. yeah. Nobody under the but, bus. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Brad, absolutely. Brad Gilbert's absolutely. Besides your coach of the Giants. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. no, the offensive line of the Giants yeah. did an awful job. I mean, I don't care who you have back there, quarterback-wise, Jones, Barkley. If you don't give them time, they're in trouble for the rest of the season. The offensive line. And the Yankees, obviously, is you got thrown right. under the bus. Do, this New York guy, doesn't he realize nobody cares about yeah, the New York care. Giants? Yeah, they do Not care. outside of New York. Nobody cares about the New York Giants but, outside of New York. Come on. Then, and they don't even play in New Buffalo Jersey. Bills, then. Well, I, we'll wrap but this I don't up say, before I these guys come to, come to blows. Let's go. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Something else they like to do in New York, yeah. right? Uh, boxing. Now we get to talk about the Knicks coming up soon. Wait till you get oh hold of them. God. Oh, boy. That's going to be a long season. All right. That'll do it for That's us on Under the Bus. Uh, join us next week. We will be back, and we will be throwing people under, under the, the bus. bus. Under the Bus is a production of Loco Media LLC, a grassroots local media company in the South Carolina Lowcountry. The producer of Under the Bus is Justin Jarrett. Under the Bus is recorded at WHHI-TV on Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. To find out how to support our content or become a sponsor, send email to locosports at gmail.com. That's L-O-W-C-O sports at gmail.com. Until next time, go Loco!